With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You like that? You like that? Ho, football. ho, ho. Where is the Christmas spirit here, okay? I, I was told that this is Christmas, this is Purple Props, and so I came... With mm-hmm. my festive hat and my sweater, mm-hmm. and I run into YouTube bah humbugs today. Mm. Merry Christmas! <laughs> I'm Max. The Merry dog. Christmas, everybody. Judd Jud is, Jud is the Grinch. Insincere Judd. I'm Max. Merry the Christmas, dog. everybody. Max. I hope you all. I hope you all ha- having a great Max. one. Enjoying. You know, Christmas Day is a special day to me because it's a day to enjoy. And on this one, it's really special. You get to sit down and enjoy. And really bond with two things that are hard to find sometimes. Five basketball games and two national football league games. Dude, it's a, it's a big sports, sports day. fiesta for football. sure. Yes. It's a big sports day. Actually, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna pick the Vikings game here as we do on Purple Props every week. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We just want the Vikings to deliver a Super Bowl trophy into our stocking at some point. Before we die here, I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. And if you're watching us on a TCL TV, then thank you for supporting us because TCL, in addition to being a partner of us on Purple Daily, has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Thank you to the Purple Daily audience. You guys have helped us set monthly download records like Pretty much every month this year, it's just been new record, new record, new record. And um, it's just been a blast watching the community grow, whether it's the YouTube community or if you listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or scorenorth.com. We uh, we greatly appreciate the fact that you guys are loyal to us and you hang out with us on a daily basis. So thank you. Um, you guys want to uh, want to get into the, the, the picks here? Let's start with the, the playoff picture, I think. I think that's a good way to to set the scene here. So 538.com gives the Vikings right now a 29% chance to make the playoffs and a 0.4% chance to win the Super Bowl. Those odds increase to 50% to make the playoffs if the Vikings can beat the Rams on Sunday. Football outsiders, pretty similar. Right now it's basically the same percentage chance, 29.5% chance to make the playoffs, 0.2% chance to win the Super Bowl. Vikings currently tied at 7-7 seven and seven with the Eagles and the Saints, and they're a game up on Washington and the Falcons 
those are the teams that they have to fight off here. And they're in a pretty good spot. The Vikings have the best conference record, or at least tied for the best conference record, among all those teams I just listed, and that is the primary tiebreaker. So um, as you look at those percentages and you look at the picture right now, what do you... What are you feeling here going into this game against the Rams? Boy, I'm I'm uncertain right now. Um, I'm feeling that that what they said about a victory against the Rams probably is 1,000% true because, I mean, the Vikings do, as hard as this is to believe, and it is, uh, they do control their fate. So, like, if they could beat the Rams, then you got the Packers. Okay, that's tough. But then you got the Bears, who you should beat again. And, and I think Monday showed us the Bears are done. Like, Akeem Hicks had an unbelievable game. And the Bears still lost pretty – it was not like it felt like a close game. And I will go back to what I said. I never felt during the course of that game on Monday for one of the first times this season, I never really felt deep down in my heart, boy, they could lose this game. So, uh, I think if they beat the Rams, they're in pretty good shape mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. I mean, I, I – I'm having trouble comprehending what I'm saying, and I don't know if it's COVID brain or just how crazy th- this year has been. But you know, they control their fate, and it's not like they got good teams around them too. Like here come the Eagles for sure. You yeah. don't know that, and you know the the year has kind of flown by. But if you go all the way back to July, August, what was the purple daily slogan? No excuses, right? This is year eight of Mike Zimmer. No excuses. It's year four of Kirk Cousins. He's 33 years old. You got all kinds of weapons up and down. You know, you got defensive players that are going to be in the ring of honor, Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith. Yeah. You know, I know that you've suffered injuries. Daniel Hunter's out, and the offensive line certainly isn't perfect. So it's not a flawless team. But no excuses is really, it's guys, it's time to rise above some of this stuff and make some noise. And in these next two games in particular, are games that if you think that you're an actual contender in the NFC, if you think you can do some damage in the playoffs, then you win at least one of these next two games against the Rams or the Packers. And if you're really where you want to be, you might go and win both these games. You know, just looking at the expectations that most people had going into the season was that they were going to contend in a wide-open NFC. All right, well, it's it's right there. You can't win the division, but it's all right there. If you want to go win a couple games against the Rams and the Packers, and show everyone this is a team you don't want to face in the playoffs, it is right in front of them. I also wonder, too, and I, I know that we'll have to play out the other games over the next two weeks, but if the Vikings beat the Rams, I wonder if there is even a scenario, if other teams losing, going into that Packer game, because that's still for Sunday Night Football, that if the Vikings win that game, they can clinch a spot. I, I, and if, if that's the case, if they can honestly wrap up a playoff spot with a win over, obviously, the Rams and then the Packers, well, then week 17, like, because you're going to be locked into a wild card spot. Like, you, you can't really, maybe you can get the 6C, but you probably know who you're playing. That, that, week's, that week 18 game against the Bears can maybe possibly turn into a rest week if you can possibly lock up those two games. Yeah, I mean, that's, go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Which gets us to the actual game itself. Gentlemen, the Vikings are three-point underdogs on Sunday against the Rams. And as of right now, according to Action Network, 65% of the bets are on the Rams to cover the three, to win and cover the three. But 82% of the money is on the Vikings, which generally tells you the public sees the Rams as better, and so there's more bets coming in on the Rams. But smart money, so, so the bettors that are putting more money on the game, 
are saying, actually, I think I'll take the points. I think the, you know, the Vikings and the Rams are maybe more equal than the public is giving credit to. The Rams are 4-2-1 and one against the spread in their last seven road games. And I thought this nugget was really interesting. This is from about a month and a half ago. So this num- these numbers are a little bit different now. But Mike Zimmer was once a legendary against the spread coach. Like the, the Vikings were 30-12-1 against the spread at home in Mike Zimmer's first, I want to say whatever that is, like five years as head coach of the Vikings which is the best mark since 2014 of any NFL head coach at home. But since then, Zimmer is 5-11 and at home against the spread. I don't think that counts the last couple of home games, but still, like, he, he used to be this amazing, and maybe the perception was that the Vikings are not as good, and so they would be underdogs by more or whatever it may be, and they were always outperforming the spread, but lately that hasn't been the case. The Rams have won three games in a row. The Vikings are fighting for their playoff lives. The Rams are fighting for the one seed in a division championship. So let's start with Judd. Vikings three-point home underdogs. Who covers who wins? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have no feel for this game, in part because the Vikings played on Monday and then the Rams played on Tuesday. Yeah, um, It's a ridiculously short week for the Rams, and it's a short week for the Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings. I'm going to, be, I'm going to say they, they, they win outright, so clearly they cover. Um, I have zero like feeling for this game, so I'm not trying to, to say that I'm confident because I'm not at all. But when you're coming off a week that the Rams are, they played a division game, which, which is always tough. The Vikings did too. The Vikings have more rest. Kirk with the cracked rib, as our guy Doogie reported on Mackie and Judd today, does throw a curveball here because I don't know about Kirk's pain tolerance. I mean, he he has not been hurt much, if at all, through the course of his entire career. But I'm going to, you know what? It's Christmas, damn it. <laughs> I'm opening up a big package of purple and I'm, <laughs> and I'm throwing it on purple socks, purple robe, purple chill boys. I'm throwing them those. all on right now. They have those. I'm, oh, you know, because mm-hmm. chill boys is mm-hmm. positively the best. Um, Yeah, Vikings. Ah, this, it, Judd's point of not having a feel for this game is is so dead on because it's clear, it is clear, the Rams are a better team than the Vikings. They just are. They're better coach. They have a better quarterback. They have better infrastructure. They have a good defense. They're a better team. But they're coming off a short week. Uh, they face a Seahawks team who is not great, but they didn't blow them out either. Like the Seahawks held 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 them at bay for a good chunk of that game. I still think the Rams come in here and win this game. I hate to be how the Grinch stole purple daily here, but I I think the Rams come in and they win this game. I I love the Zimmer McVay battles. We've seen some awesome ones three years ago uh, or in four years ago in 2017. It was number one offense versus number one defense. Zimmer won that battle. These two teams had a shootout in LA in I believe 2018, right? Kirk's first year that the Rams won after a Cousins fumble. So these games have been a blast when McVay and Zimmer have come up together. But I, I do think the Rams come in here and they get a win. Yeah, at the very least, I'll definitely take the points here. So I, I, I would pick the Vikings to cover here, and then it just kind of depends on you know, how far I want to go with this. But the the Viking season is on the line here. 
in these next two games. They know that they have to win one of these next two games. They might have to win out. I think they're treating it like we got to win out. If if they win out, they're in the playoffs. And I just feel like this is a classic spot for Kirk Cousins, too, where he's been pretty garbage the last couple of games, back to a noon home game. You know, I don't think he's going to get Adam Thielen back for this, according to uh, our guy Doogie's reporting on Mackey and Judd on Thursday. But I think this is a Kirk Cousins bounce-back game. At the very least, I think it's a fight, and I think the Vikings are in this game in the fourth quarter, if not leading it, and then you know maybe the Rams pull out some magic in the, you know, the back half of the fourth quarter. But I'm going to go with the Vikings to cover and win this game outright. Now, I will add a couple things here. Matthew Stafford this season, I think people have kind of pointed out, well, you know, he's been throwing some interceptions lately. He's still third in the NFL in QBR, and he's tied with Aaron Rodgers for number one in yards per attempt. And the Rams have the number one offense in the NFL yards per play, 6.1 yards per play. Odell Beckham Jr. has integrated really nicely, and they've got the run game going a little bit more. So they're just three games in a row they've won. OBJ is fitting in. They're playing on a fast track inside U.S. Bank Stadium. This is going to be a really, really hard offense to stop. So the Vikings are going to, like, they can't go in. If they get a lead, they can't go into, you know, run the clock out mode. The Vikings are probably going to have to score 30-plus points if they want to win this game. So I got the Vikings winning outright. But, boy, this also feels like a spot where if the Vikings are on the verge of just sort of waving the white flag and quitting, that if the Rams get out to an early lead, they have, but, they, but the Vikings, to their credit, have not done that yet. They, they have not quit on Zimmer. They have not quit quitters. on the season. I, I don't think they're quitters. They're not likable, but they're not quitters. They're, yeah, no, no. It's a I, heck of a compliment right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're a You may be very unlikable, but you're not quitters. They're a maddening team. <laughs> they are maddening. Uh, in terms of the total for this game, the over-under is 49. Do you guys foresee this game going over or under 49 total points? I'm going to go, oh, this is a little bit tough because, again, of the short week team, the teams are going to be banged up, uh, but yet their offenses, I mean, the Rams can obviously score points. I'm I'm going over, but only, but slightly. I'm, I'm, I think that's a, I wouldn't bet this because I, I think it's, it's too close to being basically right there at that, at that total or possibly a little bit less or a little bit more. I will go over with zero confidence again that I'm right. I'll go under. I will go under. I think the Rams have a good enough defense. Aaron Donald's going to eat those ribs for lunch on Kirk Cousins. Uh, and even though the Vikes D is not good and I like Sean McVay, I, I think this one's going to be a lot closer. Even though I think the Rams win, I think this is going to be a lot closer than we think. Yeah, yeah the Rams, true. I feel like if, if it's a close game, I think they kind of go back and forth a little bit here. I, You know, the Rams... You know, they in their last four games out of the bye, they've scored 28, 37, 30. And then, you know, that Seahawks game was kind of a grinded division game. They scored 20. So I think it's pretty likely that they're going to come in against a meh Vikings defense and score like 27 points. If the Vikings win, it's going to be like 30 to 27 ish, 31, 27, kind of in that ballpark. Slightly over. And if the, if the Rams win, it's probably like 27, 23, 27, 20 kind of a deal. So uh, I'll take the over because I think there's. I think there's a good chance that this turns into a little bit of a shootout in in the second half. Um, Joe, what's the over under for how much weight 
you're planning on losing beyond the 30 pounds. Oh, I see what you did there. Well, another another, another five and a half, another uh, seven and a half. No, 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 no. more's coming off. More's coming off. More's coming off. Livia Weight Control Centers, we're going for right right around 40 pounds. We're going for right around 40. I'd put it right, I'd put it right there. Right. So I'm down 30 from about 240 to 210. And um, I'm going for uh, getting down to 200. And then the best part is, with uh, help from my friends at Livia, I'm going to stay there. And you can too. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. L-I-V-E-A.COM. You know what? Ring in um, the holidays and then post-Jan 1. Give yourself, gentlemen, the gift of weight loss. Because I'm going to tell you right now. There's nothing better than when you get an entire new wardrobe of clothes because they're not new. They've just been in storage because you couldn't wear stuff before. Well, now you can. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. Take it from me. If I can lose the weight, I can tell you right now, you can to Livia.com. Boom. And hey, business owners, as you look ahead to the new year here, you just you want to make sure, especially in these winter months, that you have all the protection you need, all the risk management tools and resources you need. And that's where Federated comes in for over 100 years. They've got some of the most experienced, best people to help your business, all kinds of great trusted resources. Find out more about how Federated can be an offensive line that's actually good for your business at federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. What is your, we'll start with Declan here. What is your perfect ideal Christmas day? My perfect ideal Christmas day, uh, waking up around 8 a.m. to open presents. I'm still, I still love presents. I love getting presents. So I, I love being right under the tree and be ready to go for presents. Uh, I love a mimosa. In the morning, I I, oh, I don't wow. I uh, I think I had a big statement with you guys in the spring. I no longer do bottomless mimosas, but a Christmas mimosa, just one, just one Christmas mimosa. Bottomless maybe, can sneak up maybe on two. you. Definitely can sneak up. Maybe on a you. second, but 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 a, but a capped at two. Uh, a Christmas day nap of all the power rankings of days to nap, Christmas is number one. The Masters is number two. I love like, a Christmas like Day it. nap and a yeah. Master's Day nap. Might be my <laughs> best take I've ever brought to Score North. Those are the prime days for napping. And then after that, um, I, I love Christmas movies. I love Christmas Vacation. Uh, I try to get a family stone out beforehand because I don't like to cry on Christmas Day. Uh, but I, I try to just watch some Christmas movies, relax a little bit, hang out. That's what I plan to do on Christmas Day. That's love awesome. That, All right, Joe, what's your, what's your perfect ideal Christmas Day? Mr. Scrooge, Mr. Grinch. Not true. Young Judd <laughs> loved presents in Christmas. Now, no presents. Don't like them anymore. Don't need them. Um, my perfect Christmas day is, is and it's actually back this year. You know what I really like? And th- they didn't do it last year because the expectation was that this team was going to be bad. The Knicks game at the Garden, 11 a.m. tip-off. I love the Knicks game on Christmas Day. Like, of all the games, because it's too much now. Like, in, in my – when I was a kid, I think the CBS, the two games were, like, the Knicks and then the Celtics. Now it's like, you know – and at 9.30 on Christmas night, it's like, I don't really need five games. But anyway, I love the Knicks game. I just – I don't know why. It's just cool. I, I like – I like – and this sounds crazy, but I like the Detroit – thanksgiving day game too just i sort of like the just tradition um despite the fact that detroit is hot garbage 
<laughs> and, and then after that, you know, eat, eat a little bit of food, hang out. That, that's about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, the worst part about like a Christmas day is to have great expectations. Like it's going to be like this or it's going to it's be, be like magical. That. It's not yeah, going to be magical. Just have it be relaxed. Just have it be relaxed. Flip on the TV. If you got family there, talk to them. If you don't. Talk to your dog. Just, whatever. Just talk to. I'll talk to talk Stella. To the wall. I'll talk to Don. I'll talk to Stella. It, it's all good. It's all relaxed. I've got four categories that four categories of of things that make Christmas great for me. So I, I'm. By the way, I'm with Judd on the relaxation thing. Okay. I don't. There's been a couple of years where we've like traveled or been driving back Too and much. forth. But it's just like the worst. stress. We're done with that. You don't need Christmas stress. Done with I'm that. Worried. We we travel now like a couple days before if we're going to travel and then just you know wake up somewhere and chill out somewhere. But uh, let's start with drinks. I'm with Declan on the uh, either the mimosa or the bubbly early in the day. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just you can nice and easy. Guy. I don't enjoy champagne. It goes down easy. Yeah. You're not going to get too blasted. Yeah, it right? goes down too easy though. And then when the when the lights go down around four four thirty, then it's old fashioned time. All right. Then Ooh. I need a little 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 whiskey or a little Atta bourbon boy. or just an old fashioned or something. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm snacking is the second category. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I'm. I'm that. not really picky. Just kind of, kind of whatever's out there. But a good charcuterie board, if I can. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. dude. Just a good oh. snacking. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say two little smoky sausages too, in the barbecue sauce with the the mustard sort of combo there. That's good stuff. Uh, category three would be music, and I I'm content with just low volume in the background. The Crooners Christmas Channel on Spotify, Nat King Cole. Little Bing Crosby, Don, Michael Don Buble. Loves that stuff. It's good. It's very Michael solid. Buble, very very underrated. Love me some Michael Buble. Yeah, just a little Canadian. Yes, big hockey guy. Yep, big hockey, big guy. hockey Buble. guy. And then I'll mix in some sports. But the fourth category for me is Christmas movies, and uh, I would like to watch in any particular order: Die Hard, Home mm-hmm. Alone, and Elf. At some point on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, because that completes the Die four hard. categories of Christmas bliss. For Even Bruce. Even Bruce Willis agrees now. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. That's fine. Uh, he doesn't. Is, is Die Hard two more of a Christmas movie than Christ, than Die Hard one? Yes, it actually is because it's well. Shot they both with... take place on Christmas, but Die Hard two has a ton more snow scenes. No, right? Yeah. The, the the other one now was was Die Hard two released in July as well? Because uh, Die Hard released was it. released, I believe, Fourth of July. Yeah, Die Hard was definitely a July release. Yeah. That's fine. Was, but anyway, that's was, a wasn't fine Elf. You know wasn't what? Elf like a Thanksgiving release? That yes, it was. I saw it. Yeah, but that counts because that's pre. No, that's literally pre Christmas. That's into the so, Christmas. So I, I, July, I, right? I agree July. with Judd though. No, I agree with Judd. Yeah. Judd, Judd Judd's right. It's the holiday season. That that's a little different. Christmas in July is like a novelty. It, and yeah. that's only a recent thing that it's. I it's think it's started. Spoof. Yes. It's, like it's, it's a, a fad. It's making fun of Christmas. Yeah. That's okay. You guys, you guys don't have to watch. I'm not inviting you to watch Die Hard. You know what? It's okay. The most important thing, Phil charcuterie board yeah it's, it's big time yeah. and and there is no better <laughs> charcuterie board in minneapolis st paul than at the Declan's. no at, at at Declan's haunt red rabbit oh, oh yes the best charcuterie board and i'm not joking no it, it's we're not it's paid to say this i've never gotten it for free unbelievable my guy jared who's a big fan of purple daily the bartender there at red rabbit big purple oh, daily right. Big uh, oh, big charcuterie Jared, Manhattan no, no. guy for yours truly. Yes, go check it out. Free advertising Sorry. right there. And then at the end of the night, when you're ready to smooth sail after a great relaxing Christmas, just a couple of pints of Surly. Just a couple, just 
Just by the end of the night, Phil's furious. like yelling at people. Phil's hammered. Oh, my Phil being mean! <laughs> ah, give me another old fashioned and give me that surly. Get me my detonator. Is, so, is Get me surly? my detonator. Be the last surly you're drinking. That's my surly. Give me another old fashioned. Where's the bubbly? Why is Phil being mean? <laughs> so, all right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for uh, making Purple Daily one of the best Viking shows, probably one of the top 20 Viking shows in the Twin Cities, really, if you start to break out the math. Uh, We appreciate all of your support, and we'll see you guys tomorrow here.